Hello, and welcome to Do It For Grantly, a podcast brought to you by Fortress Funds Managers, where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their Grantleys and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. In today's episode, Productive Investment, we speak with economist Simon Natrum, who's our first guest back in episode one. Simon is a PhD candidate in economics at the University of Glasgow and is also an assistant lecturer at the University of the West Indies Cave Hill. Today, Simon will help us delve a little further into productive investment, a topic he first mentioned when he was last with us. We'll look at what that could mean for Barbados and how we can all be a part of it. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. So let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees. It's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner. To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal fortress. Your future, our business, Fortress. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Kim. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Omar Kennedy. Hey, hey. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about Fortress before we delve into productive investment. And essentially, Fortress is a mutual fund management company. We were established in 1996, and we provide mutual fund investments to individuals and companies um, of all sizes in both Barbados dollars and U.S. dollars. So Omar is going to tell you a little bit more about what mutual funds are and how they work. A mutual fund is an investment product which pools together money from lots of investors like yourself all together and they invest them on your behalf. The good thing about a mutual fund is that your money is managed by a professional money manager. This means he or she has their fingers on the pulse of investments, not just locally but regionally and internationally. And how you also benefit is that you benefit from the, 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 the um, from diversification, which is not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So for example, by yourself, you may be able to invest in one, two or three companies but through a mutual fund, because they get all the pooled money and they invest it all over the world. You can invest in literally hundreds of different companies or countries around the world. And this allows you definitely to put you know, um, all of your eggs in different baskets. So you maximize your potential returns and minimize your losses. Excellent. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows who's listening that if you're new to Do It For Grantly, we have a previous season, there's seven whole episodes now because this is our second episode for this season. There's seven whole episodes all available on our website or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can download and listen to them at your convenience, but there's plenty more for you to hear and plenty more coming up. Simon, um, you were here when we spoke last time about what we don't know, what we don't know. And we talked then about saving and investing and you raised a couple of issues that but one of them was productive investment. So that's why we brought you back today. But since then, you've also become the president of the Barbados Economic Society. So congratulations. Congrats. Thank you very much. Um, the economics, Barbados Economic Society is essentially like an umbrella organization, fan club, was it? <laughs> <laughs> fan club. <laughs> no, so the Barbados Economic Society is a, a, you would call it a professional organization of economists. Um, it is, you know, open to those who uh, view themselves as economists. Um, but we have a, a responsibility to play both in 
moderating the public debate on on economic issues and on informing society broadly about how to think about policy problems uh, and in ourselves um, you know to advance in our own knowledge and understanding of of uh, economics and how Barbados economy works so we have a huge responsibility I think particularly in this context and well in terms of advancing our knowledge and our awareness um, I had not heard about productive investment before you spoke to us that last time and you gave us quite a definition. Um, when you explained to us, it's lending money to Barbadian businesses or lending money to businesses generally to invest in new technology. And if you get the money into those businesses, you said it generates economic activity. And from your perspective as an economist, it is the world of social good. So can we talk a bit more about the potential for productive investment to, to boost the Barbadian economy, given our current climate? Sure, Kim. Uh, well, let me just let me just identify exactly what you know productive investment is. It is it is really thinking about how we um, can get investment into businesses to generate goods and services in the future. So, productive investment specifically is investment that will multiply in the future, and that's the beauty of it. So, where's where's the potential? Um, you know. Barbados is in in a, in a in a place where it needs substantial investment. As we spoke about last time, um, we have a, a severe deficit of business investment. That is, we don't have enough businesses. We don't have a dynamic enough business uh, environment, and we need to invest. Where do we invest? Where's the potential for investment? And there's one huge. Uh, opening right now, uh, and that is investing in innovation. And I don't want to just say uh, investing in in creating new ideas, because Barbados is, has found itself in a place where we are what you would call a technological lager. We're behind the field, so if we're running a a, a, a three thousand meter, we, we've been laughed a couple times at this point, uh, and that is over the past. 30 years or so, and I speak of 30 years because that is the, the period of the digital revolution, really, since the internet has has exploded. And we've, we've missed the boat somewhat. Um, and while the world's um, technology has exploded, ours really hasn't. We haven't managed to um, jump on the bandwagon. So the word I'm going to use here is that we need to adopt a lot of the innovation um, that the world has generated. So it's for us right now, it's not necessarily about creating new ideas. You know, you have to learn to walk before you run a marathon. Uh, and really that idea of creating new ideas is, is running a marathon. That is at the very forefront. We need to catch up first. Uh, and so Barbados needs to invest a lot in adopting innovation. You're talking about productive investment. Would you say that all investment is equal? Do you think we need more persons to focus on things which encourage Barbadians to spend within Barbados? Or is it more important to bring in foreign exchange into the companies which we create? So are, are they equal? They both do different things? What, what, what do you think? That's a, a, a somewhat tricky question. Uh, 
given the context that we operate in right now mm-hmm. and given the design of our of our economy that's operating with a fixed exchange rate and needing to maintain foreign reserves yes it forces us to aim a lot of what we do at attracting international uh, customers mm-hmm. so that we can get those foreign reserves in but but let's think more about what value we're creating. And, and that's a word I, I want to use here, value. What value are we creating and to whom? And so all investment is not created equal. Absolutely not. Um, and you can see that just from me making the, dis- the distinction between productive and non-productive investment. But even within the, the scope of productive investment, some of it generates massive value to society and some of it doesn't. Uh, and what do I mean when I say value? I was well, just going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I... And this is this is really, I think, the most important bit of it, is value um, can be seen as as creating things that make Barbados a more beautiful and enjoyable place to live. Um, whether it's the arts, you know, crop over dance, music, culture, or technology that makes our lives easier, or ideas that help take care of the most vulnerable in society, those are things that make Barbados a better place to live. That's value. Or value can be seen also in making our world more sustainable. So in, in green energy, in, in doing things, in protecting our coastline, in doing things that make this a sustainable uh, place to live. And, and the third place I'm going to talk about value is in, in producing things that increase our standard of living, that make our lives uh, genuinely, deeply better. And so in even in, in deciding what we want to, to invest in as a productive investment, you need to take account not just of you know what dollar returns it will produce. That's a bit, that's, that's basic level. We also need to talk about what value it creates and generates to Barbadian society in the end. So that's the next level-ish? Definitely. Okay. Um, you know, you keep on saying what we invest, what we invest. And we're talking about investing in companies to, you know, generate um, technology and to advance existing ideas, technological ideas where we are lagging. But when you say when we invest, are we talking about the government investing? Are we talking about big private sector players investing are you talking about the man on the street investing who are we talking about exactly i think we i think we um has to be used as a collective because we are all in the same uh, <laughs> we're just together unfortunately the same boat that's that we missed that that's, that's behind the one that we missed the, the same the same the same boat we're all in the same little lifeboat that is <laughs> that is trying to row to catch up to the big technology frontier mm-hmm. and and that is absolutely true because in our daily lives in the in the business sector and in the government we are severely lagging um in innovation and so all of us need to catch up now less while we don't necessarily want um government-led growth because that is not the model that we're trying to 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 attack 
the model of economic growth that we're trying to create, we do need to recognise that throughout history the government has played an important role in driving innovation. Uh, and you can think about something as simple as the Apple iPhone, um, where almost all of the bits of of the Apple iPhone are based on on patents, on ideas that were generated through the use of public funds, as in through the use of of government-generated innovation. And the same thing holds here. So it it is not about um, any very specific um, industry. We are all kind of in this together. The government um, has a role to play in in pushing and prodding innovation. Um, The private sector has a hugely important role in adopting new technology because they're the ones really that... Uh, has the ability to take innovation and run with it, to to truly implement it Um, a lot of the time at the prodding of the government uh, and even us as households uh, and consumers in in terms of what we choose to use, what is something as simple as uh, choosing to go to the ATM rather than going into the bank. Um, and even then in our roles as entrepreneurs um, in terms of creating new ideas that are not just um, doing the same thing over and over, um, not just copycat the guy you see down the road, but adopting innovation. Uh, and even where you see new ideas around the world, taking those and adopting those um, because you believe this could make our little world in Barbados better. Okay, well, I have a question then. I, I am going to kind of put you on the spot here. Um, where do you think the next wave of growth will come from? We're talking about productive investment and we as a, a, an aggregate have to, you know, we're all in the same boat together. We have small businesses, we have medium-sized businesses, we have the large and uber-large um, local companies which do business in Barbados, and all are very important. And at the current stage of Barbados' economic development and where we stand behind the curve or wherever we are on the curve, do you think a specific place will be leading the charge, a specific size business? That is actually surprisingly not a hard question to answer. Oh, trap. <laughs> <laughs> you look throughout history, and those companies that have generated the, the fastest growth for you know a century, two centuries, are small businesses. Um, small businesses are those with the potential to generate explosive growth. So on their own, someone starting a new business is economic growth. Mm-hmm. You start a new business, you you know, whether it's say a coffee shop, all of a sudden you're producing new coffee uh, and that is economic output you're adding to the economy. You get that on a broad scale uh, and you, you on, on, on its own, it creates economic growth. And those tend to be small businesses because they're new, they tend to need to be innovative. They tend to need to be very creative in order to enter the sector. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that come with really interesting bits of innovation who can adopt uh, the technologies that you see all around the world. But that's not just where the effect ends. The beauty of having lots of new companies entering uh, sectors and, uh, and, and you know challenging incumbent firms, firms that already exist, is that it lights a fire under existing large companies. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, a a lot of the time 
you, you begin to get innovation out of existing companies, companies that previously would have, you know, been comfortable, mm-hmm. happy to, to continue to give you the same product over and over again. When you get lots of small companies coming in, you get competition uh, and that competition Absolutely. is what drives innovation. And so from two sides, small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, startups are the ones who really start the chain process of creating uh, economic growth and sustainable economic growth in the long run. Can you think of any historical period in Barbados's history or maybe internationally or somewhere else in the region, perhaps that's a little closer to home, where there's a clear example of that, something that you would cite in any economics class? Uh, Not necessarily. I can't think of one right off the Mm -hmm. top of my head. Um, But in terms of adopting technology, Mm -hmm. one really, really huge example is China. Uh, And China has for three decades had, you know, outsized economic growth. And a lot of it, yes, was due to investment by the government uh, in, in technology. But... A lot of it, I I think uh, research would suggest up to 80% of it was due to the adoption of technology, not the creation of technology. And that's, you know, up until a decade ago that they were absolutely just adopting new technology. Mm -hmm. And that brought them up to the frontier where they can now be a leader in stuff like artificial intelligence. So you need to drag yourself up to the frontier by investing um, in in adopting technology. And that is what has generated a lot of the outsized growth in China um, throughout the 90s and the 2000s. I was just trying to think if there was anything that I've seen. I mean, when you were talking just now about you know, the competition that can spark change among other existing businesses in the field. Um, the one example that came to mind, it wasn't a small business, but, and this is probably before your time, um, dating myself slightly, but I remember when McDonald's came to Barbados and they had, they introduced, I believe theirs was the first drive through And if it wasn't the first, it might have been the second. Almost the first, yeah. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, the other fast food people suddenly had drive throughs and all of a sudden, there was a better effort at um, more pleasant customer service. It lagged and waned over the years. But there was, a, there was a definite change because the lines would be wrapped around the building out onto the street because Beijing's were so keen to try McDonald's here locally. And they didn't have access to it unless they traveled before. Mm-hmm. And the lines for other places were empty. But it brought about a change like that has been impactful in Chafet in particular. Um, that has continued to help them grow and blossom as they've done over the years. There have to be several ways that we can boost productive investment in in, in Barbados. Um, there needs to be a paradigm shift in the way we think, obviously. So it has to start at the at the intellectual level. But what, where can we go from from here? What what should our next steps be as individuals? Um, yourself, myself, Kim. You know what can we do to kickstart the 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 ball number one uh and i think i always try to attack the biggest problem first so the biggest problem is is always money um in order to get productive investment um so that we can kickstart growth we need to be providing the finance to entrepreneurs to startups to small businesses to medium-sized entrepreneurs um enterprises sorry and in every case, giving them access to finance and to funding to be able 
to grow their businesses, uh, to be able to to bring their business ideas into reality, to to be able to invest in capital, to invest in in innovation, to invest in technology. That is the number one issue that face uh, that we face right now. That that is really blocking the economic uh, growth in Barbados. Um, businesses in Barbados have for a long time said that their number one issue is access in finance. Uh, and it's very odd because for uh, in Barbados we have the problem of excess cash in the system. Lots of people have lots of savings um, and yet businesses find it difficult to access them. So this is a problem of uh, what we would call intermediation, of getting the money from savers uh, to borrowers. And that is the number one thing we need to address in terms of creating this dynamic business sector that we want to talk about because it has to be that when someone has a great idea they can access the funding uh, and the financing and in an appropriate way and and not just you know not just the two thousand dollars we're talking about serious funding to get serious businesses off the ground without having um to have access to that money on their own already. That is, you don't have to have it in your bank account before. You should be able to find access to investors. I agree, which which leads um, to the next point. Um, the average person, he may want to invest. He may have some money put down, you know, he got some money somehow, somewhere. You know, he invested in Fortress. And, you know, he said that he's, he's reached his threshold. He now wants to invest it in another business. Very smart guy. Yeah, very smart guy. So, um, but he doesn't know anything about investing in businesses. He just knows that he had to invest, get his money, his return compounded. No, he has his cash, but he just wants to invest. What, what should he look out for? How do I know what business is potentially good as an investment? Because there's so many options out there, so many industries, so so many variables. And you know, one of the key words associated with entrepreneurship and business creation is risk. So how can we mitigate some of that risk? Well, certainly that is where the the financial intermediation sector comes in. Mm -hmm. That is where, um, you know, whether it's mutual funds, um, venture capitalists, angel investors, whoever, these finance professionals are the ones who um, can provide your average Barbadian sat on a bit of money with the investment advice and with the the vehicles to invest their money appropriately. And so we do need to continue to build out the financial sector in Barbados so that it channels the money um, from savers to investors, to, to, to businesses in a way that protects the savers and in a way that generates the saver, uh, generates that, that investor um, with, with the best set of returns available to him. But what does that look like exactly? You know, I'm like like that very smart guy who had invested some money over the years with Fortress and has now <laughs> had the money compound and has great returns and is thinking he wants to do some additional things with it. How does he then or she determine where's the best place to place place their money? Like, is there is there is there a technology that we can adopt that would help us to to identify those things? Certainly there are technologies you can adopt. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get there, though, I think we need to use the human capital available to us. Um, we do have loads of very smart financial professionals in Barbados. And again, this is, this is about making finance more accessible to the average person because there are loads of people 
already who have the ability um, to say to a person, you know, you are nearing uh, retirement. Maybe you don't need to be taking on so much risk or you are a young person. You have the ability to take on lots of risk. And so this is where finance professionals come in. And I think we do need to to talk about what what are the available institutions um, uh, and how does a person um, access those institutions. Technology certainly is one fantastic way of making it far more accessible to individuals, this type of advice. Um, but, but, but there is a lot of work for us to do in terms of, uh, in terms of making finance more accessible, financial advice more accessible. Right. And I guess that, that operates on both ends because you need for the potential investor to have a good idea of where is best to invest their money to be part of this productive investment, but also for the entrepreneurs, the people who are developing the businesses, advancing um, the economy, for them to also know where they can access get access to these funds. I, I certainly think so as well. I think that's actually the trickier part because you have loads of investors, uh, sorry, entrepreneurs who, who really have no idea exactly where they can go for for some funding uh, and what type of funding they need, whether it's equity or debt, and what type of vehicles they should be um, should be looking for. Uh, and certainly this is a an important, I would say, a missing part of our market that we really do need to to focus on um, and this is a huge opportunity for finance professionals to create this link between the investor, the average Barbadian, the average Barbadian entrepreneur um, for us to, to build out this intermediation process so that we can get productive investment started. And that's beyond what exists already because there are, there are some entities, I think they're more governmental related that do something like that. But I know you had said something beyond what those typically offer. At this point, we could just clarify once again exactly what productive investment is and why it's important to us um, as individuals and as a country. So remind, remind us, Simon. So productive investment really is what makes our lives better. Um, productive investment is what has made the world grow over the last 200 years. It is what has has improved our standard of living. And if we want to continue to do so, then we need to continue uh, to channel our funds to businesses to create a dynamic business sector, one that continues to push innovation, and not just innovation for innovation's sake, but innovation that uh, makes a, a better life for us. Uh, and in those terms innovation that creates value and value is in the sense that it makes a a better Barbados uh, makes a more beautiful Barbados um, that makes a more sustainable Barbados and that improves our standard of living uh, and this then ties back into what I said at the, uh, the last time I was here that it does the world of social good. And that's what we care about. We care about um, investing for the common good to make life for everyone in Barbados a thousand times better. Today and tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, uh, and into the, as the economists would say, into the infinite future. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, Simon. Um, I think... You know, you definitely have helped me clarify what productive investment is and and also just to have a better appreciation for how all those things within the financial sector 
mm-hmm. tend to, and to work together to improve all of our lives. So hopefully our listeners have learned a bit more today too, and I'm sure we'll probably have you back to talk about something else at some other point. Before we end, Kim, I'd like to ask you a question. Sure. Um, we want everyone to be like the smart man who invested <laughs> and, and then could invest in another company. So how, how do we invest with Fortress? Well, to invest with Fortress is really simple. Um, you need to fill out an application form. You need to start with as little as $100, depending on which mutual fund you go into, of course, because we have a range. We have 11 mutual funds. Um, the, but the, these, our primary fund, the fund that started the whole thing off back in 1996, our Caribbean Growth Fund, still has the same minimum investment that it did then, and it's $100. And after that, uh, it's easy to continue either with uh, some investments from time to time or the way that we recommend is to set it and forget it and you either get a direct debit come out of your bank account or through your salary. Mm-hmm. And that way you've paid that out, you treat it like a bill, it's done and dusted, and then the money goes in every month and you um, benefit over the long term without having trying to guess when things are going to be good or bad and when is the best time to invest or spending the money Understood. as able people say licking it out mm-hmm. before you get to put it towards your own productive. So we start for Grantly and we fire and forget. There you go. Sounds good to me. Well, that's about it. Thanks again, Simon, for being a part of the show today. And thanks again for listening to us. And we hope that you'll be with us next week when we bring you more from Do It For Grantly. Do It For Grantly is a production of Fortress Funds Managers. You can listen to and download all our episodes in all the good places podcasts are available, including SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and more, or on our website, fortressfund.com. That's fortressfund.com. Remember to let us know what you think. So email us at info at fortressfund.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Fund Managers. Most people find out about podcasts through recommendations. So spread the word and tell your friends about our show. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>